When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Mike Lee Cohen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame uh, Dante Cardo. It's a good name. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> Strong name. It does have a certain element of like, strength to it, yeah. Yes. Um, so, today on the show... We had the pleasure of seeing Clerks 3 the other evening, um, and we will be reviewing it. Just want to start out and ask you, Sesame, on a scale of like 1 to 5, what do you give this movie? Uh, let's see, 5, I'd say... <clears throat> I'm going at like maybe uh three point eight, maybe a three point nine okay. out of five. All right. I give it a four and a half. Out of five, but I'm like I'm like, well <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I give it a four and a half. Um right. yeah. Um what were your so so we'll start out here with some initial thoughts. What are your initial feelings and thoughts about the movie? Without um, without getting into the plot here yet. Without getting the plot, um, I mean, I I liked it. It was um, I mean, I like all the Clerks movies, especially Part Two. I, I think yeah, I think it's probably my favorite of mm-hmm. all all three personally, just because of like the change of scenery and that the new character of Elias, which is just uh, yeah. like characters of all time but like <laughs> of any movie actually mm-hmm. um, he just he did the guy plays that character so well but um but uh yeah i mean i i it, it was it was funny but um it had like a it was um i don't know how to say it it, it had like a like looming of like seriousness behind it. Yeah. Like, like I know the first one had like drama because there was about like, well, whether I, should I go back to school or that kind yeah. of thing. But just had a more like, um, like I guess midlife crisis vibe to it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and the, the second one had drama to it too, but it wasn't as yeah. You know, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I think this movie was... Like, I gave it a four and a half out of five, I think, because mainly I think it it's close to being Kevin Smith's best work, writing-wise, I think, um, and directing-wise, too, to a point. Um, the acting in it was bar none the best in any of his films, in my opinion, though. But, yeah. Anyways, but I do I do have a soft spot for Clerks 2, though, and Chasing Amy as being probably my favorites of his of his uh, catalog of films. Um, so I, I'm just going to warn people right now, we're probably going to spoil the movie from now on, so if you don't want to be spoiled before you see the movie, don't listen to the rest of this until after you see it. I mean, we'll spoil you with, like, yeah. like you know, free content, stuff like that, but, like, we're not going to spoil the movie for you, you know? So like, well, I, I, I don't, I don't mind breaking down what we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to say what happens in the movie. I just want to make sure that people don't, you know, continue listening if they don't want to know how the movie ends. <laughs> no, totally. I'm just saying to that, yeah. you know, continuously spoil you guys with free content. So you should probably check out our Patreon. No. And, uh... Yes, you should. <laughs> that, that right up front, I'm going to say this too, before you, be, be, before you uh, tune out, um, check out our Patreon, <laughs> check out all two real com. Check out our T public, <laughs> all of our social media, tell a friend to watch the, I mean, not watch, but listen to the show. If they want to watch it too, they can, but there's no video component. Oh, yeah. There's no video component, so you could just like look at your screen. Yeah. While it's playing, and you can watch that little bar go further along as the show or progresses. You can just put up like a picture and then just like, and then. <laughs> if you can find pictures of us, go ahead. If you don't know what we look like and you just want to imagine us, um, I, I, can, I can describe us. I look a lot like George Clooney. And Sesame mm-hmm. looks a lot like Brad Pitt. It's this weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, but like, um, uh, um, Ocean's Eleven 2 era. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if we were cartoon characters, we'd look a lot like Bert and Ernie. Wait, no. Wait, what? <laughs> Bert, Ernie, like, yeah. They're puppets anyway, so they're not even cartoon characters. <laughs> But right. anyways, so tune out now if you uh, if if you don't want to listen anymore and get any spoilers, you know, yeah. and and come back to us like after you see the movie, even if it's months months or years from now, do it. Okay, so movie, lots of interesting things happen in this movie. Yeah. Um. So. We can kind of break this down a little bit. What? How's this start out here, Sesame? Uh, well, it starts off, you know, they're 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 you know working inside the quick stop that they now you know co-own. Uh, Elias is still working for them, still being you know super Christian. Um, you know, he's got his own version of Silent Bob now, and they they're starting some crypto. Kind of yes, this is weird thing with like kites for Jesus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we've, but... we've got and, and just so we know who our characters are, we've got Dante and Randall who are played by Brian O'Halloran and uh, Jeff Anderson, respectively. Mm-hmm. 
And then we've got uh, Elias played by Trevor Furman. Um, and then his friend, who's kind of his own little silent Bob, is named Blockchain Coltrane. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he's played by um, Austin Zager, um, who is uh, Harley Quinn Smith's boyfriend in real life. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so basically, like, almost like Kevin Smith's uh, son-in-law. So, <laughs> they're not married right. yet, but, you know, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. He well, basically, yeah, but yeah. he's like, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's what we got going on. They, mm-hmm. they got some some kites that's also, like, somewhat tethered to their crypto drop. It's a whole weird thing. And the, and ki- then, the kites um, have Buddy Christ on them. Yeah. Yeah, because he's still, like, super Christian, you know. And then, um, you know... Randall goes into Randall mode, you know, where he's just making fun of, you know, Christ and all that kind of shit or whatever. And then, um, you know, uh, Elias, you know, is inhabited, it, so he, you know, he prays um, to God or to, or to Jesus um, to smite Randall. And then right at that moment, Randall starts having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> so then he gets, you know, Dante, you know, is in the back and he sees, you know, sees him falling down, so he you know, immediately, you know, calls an ambulance or whatever, and then, you know, we find out that that Randall's actually currently having a heart attack and doesn't even feel any pain or like... He, he just can't really... breathe. He can't catch his breath. He yeah, can breathe, but so, he can't catch his breath. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He couldn't catch his breath. That's why he, you know, they sent him in. And then we got this this um, doctor who was... Didn't you say she was she was the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's, um, it's a- a- Amy Sedaris plays his doctor, and she, right, yeah. she she has a recurring role in the Mandalorian as well as you know she was you know the star of Strangers with Candy, and it's been in like millions of com- comedic shows. She was she had a recurring role on uh, um, uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and other things too. But yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she's dressed as a witch because she was at a party or whatever, so that they kind of got that campy yeah. thing going on. Um, you know, meanwhile, um, you know, Elias, you know, feels terrible. So then he, you know, he's he's praying for Randall to live, but then he 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 renounces Jesus and then becomes a Satanist immediately. <laughs> yeah. Praise to, praise to Satan to, to um, you know, um, fix to, to you know, save Randall. Randall. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, Randall survives, and you know, basically he's got to yeah. be on like a hard, healthy diet and all that. We, we also have a, a funny orderly who uh, has to shave uh, Randall, played by Justin Long. So yeah, Justin, that guy, um, who will be seen uh, soon in in Kevin Smith's like I think I don't know if it's his next film or the film he's working on very soon. He has written a script for Tusks, a sequel to Tusk, his film that he did ten about ten years ago. I don't think I saw that one. Um, oh, you should see it. It's 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 a mind fuck. It's what is uh, that? Oh, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about a podcaster who goes to investigate this weird guy. Okay, that is like a legend up in Canada. Okay. And uh, that Justin Long plays, and um, Michael Park plays this weird guy. Rest in peace, Michael Park. But um, he, uh, yeah, uh, basically the guy ends up 
I'm not ruining too much here for a 10 year old movie, but, uh, right. he, he, uh, he kidnaps, uh, kidnaps him and basically turns him into a walrus through, sur- through surgery and stuff. It's, it's, it's that a weird fun. movie with a lot of metaphors and stuff in it that are deep and, Ke- and Kevin Smith, like people told him when that movie came out that it was like so stupid and that there'll never be a sequel and stuff like that. And so he's basically taken that as a challenge because he's, he's said, right. he's said in interviews recently that since he's had his heart attack, he just doesn't give a fuck. So he's just, yeah, it, it, mean, he's, he's going to make what he wants to make. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got enough money now yeah. that he could live comfortably. You know, so he could just make whatever he wants. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to check that out. That sounds really weird and, and yeah, kind of creepy. Um, and I love, you know, I love Justin Long. Think mm-hmm. he's great. Um, ever yeah, since. Hallie Joe Osment's in it too. Um, yeah, it's it's in uh, as well as uh, as well as Johnny Depp and his daughter that I can't remember her name, and uh, and Harley Quinn Smith's in it as well. Yeah, so yeah, hey, yeah, so. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, so Elias turns to Satan like literally like immediately and uh and then Randall survives, so then he thinks that it's because he paid to Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so now so now we gotta we get this sort of running gag where Elias is like always showing up looking goth or in different kinds of costumes or whatever, you know, like he going was, he was over face. over the top in his love for Christ and now he's over the top in his, his newfound yes. his newfound relationship, um, <laughs> which is like it's just so Elias like this, mm-hmm. his, his personality you know and uh, but uh, kind of love I love Elias he's just such a yeah Trevor Furman is hilarious and he hasn't done a lot of work a lot of movies but he's really good in this um in this series I mean he's also in uh now you know Jeff Anderson's uh only directing credit to this point where he co-stars with Jeff in that movie. <laughs> okay. If you haven't seen that, I'd recommend that too. But yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they, they're, you know, you know, we got these running gags where Randall's thinks he has a small penis, so he doesn't want, you know, his pants to be taken down because they need to like, do something with his like urethra or, or, or something like that or um to connect to his heart that will make him be able to breathe better or whatever you know so it's basically like that that's sort of like the first well, i don't know if you call it the first act but like maybe half yeah. of the first and i mean like, and, and obviously the the heart attack aspect was inspired by the fact that uh, a few years back kevin had a heart attack in between two tapings of a special that he was doing um, and almost died from what they call a widow widow maker heart attack is what he had, and so he basically gave that to Randall in this movie. So right, yeah. Then you know Kevin, you know became a <clears> vegan, <throat> at, you know very very heart healthy diet, you know yeah. And, and I think he still is. I mean, I'm not sure, but I, I'm uh, pretty sure he is. Right. So which is good. I mean, I I've. I wanted to go vegan many times, but I never had the discipline to really, yeah. you know, I probably should do something like that or vegetarian at least or something. But, uh, but, um, cause you know, meat, meat's just not good for you. It really is. I know that the meat lobby will tell you that it is, but you can, you can get your protein from all kinds of other things. But anyway, uh, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. But, um, 
so yeah, you know, they, they, he, you know, Randall gets the idea that he, you know, since he kind of grew up watching movies and then he worked in the video store for so long that he pretty much just, he's probably, he's probably seen like more movies than like, you know, most like your average person, you know, so he kind of has like this very large palette of like, you know, tropes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, so then, I, I mean, uh, Quentin, it worked for Quentin Tarantino. They even mentioned that in there. I mean, he he worked in a he worked in a in a video store and watched all the movies in the store, and that was his education. He was a college or college or high school dropout, so it's like, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so uh, yeah, he's uh, decided to make the film. Um, this was after uh, at the hospital. The doctor basically said to kind of support him and what he needs to do. Also, after saying to shove some vegetables down his throat. <laughs> yeah, so he decides he wants to make a movie about his existence working in the uh, in the quick stop for, you know, basically 30 years. And, uh, you know, it's the movie of Randall, nothing else, you know. Right, it's his life. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and we've got, uh, they end up having um, auditions, and we see a bunch of famous people auditioning <laughs> for the roles in this, in, uh, including uh, all of the Impractical Jokers um, <laughs> from the TV show, The Impractical Jokers. Um, we also have uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr., who are they're a couple in real life. We also have um, uh, Supergirl and Monel themselves, Chris Wood and uh, <laughs> and Melissa Benoist, who are also married in real life. Um, That's great. Yeah, with Fred Armisen. <laughs> um, who else do we got? We got? Yeah, we got some other people too. Oh, Ben Affleck, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because he played a character in Clerks 2, which is funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, Plus, he's in the Esk universe as several other characters. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the thing about the uh, Esk universe is that people will play several different roles. I mean, you know, Jason Lee's played several roles, and Brian O'Halloran himself has played his own cousin, his own cousins. (laughs) So. Wow. Yeah. His character's cousins. Yeah. That's why they described why he looked like him, you know, basically. So, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, because he played Grant Hicks in, uh, Mallrats, who was Dante's cousin. Um, so, so what, what happens? They, 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 they basically are trying to audition for the people, but then he ends up realizing that, uh, it's probably just better to have, the people in the movie play the, you know, that the people that the characters are based on actually play the characters. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what else goes on here? So, yeah. So we're getting kind of meta here and it was actually quite impressive of how, how many people they got from the first movie to reprise their roles. I mean, even, even just people who are like, just only had like one scene you know as like a customer or whatever like you know to just 
do that thing like they had like the I think mm-hmm. they had the uh well yeah they had the woman that was um trying to rent a movie and then Randall like wasn't really paying attention yeah like, who 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 then and, had to redo the role as Lucy from uh, I Love Lucy that, that was her like stipulation yeah like yeah. you know to do a scene <laughs> I guess I, this this woman I guess is like a is, is like a local legend in in the Jersey area there. Oh, okay. And and she uh, she does an imper- she she she's a she's a Lucy impersonator at some kind of events that they have in that town. Oh, and so Kevin wrote it in because of that. So it's it's like cool like cross promotion for her. Yeah, like like a big favor to, for her like popularity right there. Like and then um and then uh you know you know like we got the guy you know who's sitting in front of the cat pooping in the litter box just sitting on the. The, the counter for some reason and then uh which which reminds me in the first movie my friend uh um vincent Pereira um was the cat wrangler in the original movie oh, okay. I, I believe it might have been his cat he appears in this movie he actually has the first line of dialogue we, oh, wow. we actually walked in a little late to miss it but yeah um, I, I i i found a screener that i could watch and i saw the uh saw the scene luckily um okay. uh but uh, yeah, the 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 first line of dialogue in the movie is "fuck you," and he plays <laughs> he plays the character of Hot Goalie. Hot and, Goalie, yeah. And I I convinced I was talking to him the other day, and I said that that he should uh there should be a Hot Goalie movie, and yeah. um and 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 the the tagline I put on there is "Hot Goalie the movie," um, um, looking hot isn't his only goal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that tag tagline. Um yeah. yeah. You know, so we get like, you know, we get all these people. We got the, the Chulies gum guy. He she shows up this time. He's got just like a rotting beef or something in his um his like he's a method actor now or something like that. Uh yeah, and, and uh we, we had an interview with Scott actually, the Chulies gum rat. Yeah. On a, um I just re released the episode this week too, so Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we had, you know, he had his, like, you know, his bit, you know, doing, like, the tobacco's gonna kill your lungs and stuff. And then, then, uh, we, we, you know, we had the guy who was, like, the super, you know, buff, like, you know, gym, gym bro kind of guy. He, but then, like, he kind of flipped the script where he's, like, wait, Asian interior design, you know, like, you know, that sounds pretty racist or whatever, like, you know, uh. And that's and, that, and that's Ernie O'Donnell, who also was on our podcast. So right, <laughs> check and like out. he was it's yeah. like talking about like there's there's no diversity in this cast, you know. It's just kind of interesting because like you know he kind of played like a sort of like Jim Bro mm-hmm. and like the yeah. First, I was kind of like kind of quote woke what woke boy strikes again. <laughs> no, boy uh, strikes again. <laughs> and uh, you know, so we just get it's kind of like interesting because we just get this like you know um you know. I I I, so I I did read some reviews you know, after seeing the movie, of course, because I don't I don't read reviews before. Yeah, um, it's just my my policy. But um, you know, like some people were complaining, like this this film is for you know clerk fanboys and nobody else or whatever, because basically it's like just a rehashing of the first two movies and it's like well no it's just like it's... there's more to it there's a lot more to it yeah there's yeah. a lot more to it because like yeah if you think about it like they're not just like doing like a cut for cut you know 
like reshooting of every scene of the first two movies because for one thing that would be like a four hour long movie. And, and but but no. I mean honestly, any sequel is just a movie for the fanboys of the previous movies. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, it's it's like oh, you know, Star Trek: Wrath of Khan is only for Star Trek fans. Right, it's like no, and then uh, yeah, I mean that's just so like, stupid. <laughs> I, yeah, I read a couple of reviews like just saying that like oh, it's just the uh, nostalgia <laughs> for nostalgia's sake or whatever. I'm like no, not really actually, because there's like a whole whole lot of other things. Like for example, like we find out, um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not going in like you know final. Oh no, order. yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. We find out that Rebecca died like shortly after the second movie. Yeah, ended probably months. Or like, just a like few months. in and and the baby died too, you know. So it's yeah, like, because she yeah. was pregnant, and yeah. uh, and you know, we don't find out how she died until like near the end of the movie. But yeah, she, you know, because it said two thousand six is when she died, and that's when that's when um, Clerks two came out. So yeah, place in that year as well. Yeah, so you know, he went to, you know, so like he keeps like getting these sort of like, um, like imaginations like where he's like actually talking to her kind of mm. like you know kind of thing like at her, her like gravesite it's weird though that it didn't give the date it just said like oh it said it didn't say the actual like date like of the month but it said the year yeah that's what i mean though it didn't say it a, a lot like, a lot of tombstones will do that like if you oh, okay. it, it, a lot of times it's just you know because you have to pay by the letter sometimes on those yeah so, yeah that's yeah. right because yeah she's uh, yeah, yeah, okay, and then um, and yeah, they they weren't exactly made of money, you know, either yeah. during that. So like, so that was really sad, you know, to find out that kind of kind of early on in the movie actually, and like, you know, we sort of like we we sort of get in the same kind of you know like type of arguments that you know because like when people are friends for a really long time, they tend to had the same kind of dynamic. So Randall's oh, yeah. Randall's still kind of being his sort of selfish ass, you know, kind of, you know, this is my movie. This is about my life. And, and, and on top of that, he's got the, uh, he's got the victim card to play of the fact that he had a heart attack. I mean, right. He, yeah. And he exactly. almost died. I mean, <clears throat> not to, you know, say anything bad about people that had heart attacks and survived. I mean, but you know, right. you can't, you can't really, you know, milk that forever. <laughs> Yeah, because he kept bringing it up, like, oh, I had a heart attack, so we need to do this this scene good. It's like, wait, what? And then, and then, uh, you know, again, not not chronological, but like, I'm, I'm sure in scenes that didn't happen in the in the thing, it's like, I almost had a heart attack, so we're gonna have to watch this TV show tonight. Yeah, I you mean, know that, that sort just... of thing. You know, he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, of course, we got James Silent Bob. You know, they they own a weed store now, so that's a thing. You yeah, know. and it's it's in the old RST video store. Um, Which is funny because you can still see tapes in the background. Like they didn't even they didn't figure out. It, yeah, I th- I think that's just what RST still looks like. It's just oh, because okay. I think I think I don't I don't think it's open, but I think the stuff's still in there and stuff, and they just own the spot. I mean, there's a there's there's a there's a, a third place in the strip mall that Kevin owns now called the Smod oh. Smod Castle um, Smod Castle um, Podcast uh, Theater. Oh, okay. So yeah, they 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 broadcast live podcasts from there sometimes and stuff, and they let and they and they'll rent it out to people to do that, and they have like little, you know, stand up shows and other things in there. From what I understand, Ernie, 
Ernie O'Donnell like runs the place, from what I understand. Um, oh. on, on the side of doing his like, because he's a he's he's a construction worker and he uh, remodeled the whole place for him. So nice. yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. who played Rick <laughs> Rick Durris, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And again, not chronological, but we did have the dude from Mallrats who was like talking about the schooner. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Um, Ethan Supley. Yeah, he uh he was one of the auditioners. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, a lot of, I mean, like going back to what you asked earlier, like, you know, I would say now I'd give it maybe like a, like a four out of five, you yeah. know, stuff. Just kind of talking about it, looking back on it. Uh, Cause like, I do think some people missed the hmm. point a little bit of like, oh, well, they're just being lazy by redoing the thing. Like, no, it's like the plot of this movie is like, yeah, like we're, we're not watching characters anymore no, and, watch... and, and we only got a few scenes where they redid scenes from clerks one it was more talking about the scenes than anything and it was also yeah like, like that, and, yeah, and, exactly. and, and and you know how hard it is to replicate something that you filmed like like three decades ago yeah exactly i mean that, that, and, and you have a different cinematographer as well because uh um dave klein who was the cinematographer of the first one went on to be like a great cinematographer which is really interesting if you look at the fact that clerks is his first movie wow and, and he, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's done a lot of the like uh cinematography on the mandalorian and the book of boba fett and stuff like that and it's just really weird um really... yeah but he's he he's too busy he was too busy to do this movie so oh, I, <laughs> that tells yeah. you you know um but uh but what they did um um little side note um kevin at the time when they were filming, HBO Max had Clerks up on there as a movie you could watch. So to make sure that they shot the scenes exactly like that, he would pull it up on his phone and pause it, and then they'd put it right, right uh, behind the camera so they could like set up the shot exactly like they had it from when they shot the original movie. Oh wow! Yeah, that's how much detail they were going into it. It. Because he says, you know, it'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, Brian, you got to move like an inch over, you know, like sort of thing, you know. So, and then right. and, and and they play it back. He he said he said they they would do the scenes and repeat these lines, and he'd make them redo it because he's like, that's not how you did it in, <laughs> in 1993 or whatever. So, wow, yeah, it's like yeah. it's been 30 years, man. Mm-hmm. You got to do it exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we got a lot of that stuff going on. We got the, you know, the, what was her name? Vanessa? Um, uh, Veronica. Veronica, right? Yeah, we've got, yeah, Marilyn Gigalotti, who, uh, awesome person, too. Um, she, she came back, yeah. and man, she, she killed it in this movie. Oh, she did, because Randall sent her the script, and, uh, and it had the whole 37 dicks, you know. yeah like really like come on like you know like <laughs> like i'm not gonna approve of this like you know and then um and so like her and dante kind of have a heart to heart because she kind of exploded in anger and said something about like none of you know what it's like to have a family or whatever and then yeah and he has died so yeah so then you know she makes it up to him by banging him in her car so then <laughs> like you do like you do you like know? you do yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wish you know that like you know if a woman was really mean to me and then she's like all right uh, make up for what i said no <laughs> yeah 
I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm still upset. I, I almost directed Marilyn in a movie, but we couldn't afford her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because Herbie and Union. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But oh well. Someday. Um. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so well, we get a lot of this. I mean, yeah, I guess you could call it nostalgia, but I, I really wouldn't use that word about what what's really going on in this movie. It's it, it, it's no more yeah. nostalgia than we have in real life, because like when when we revisit people at different points in their life, and especially if somebody's still friends with their best friend that they've been friends with since they were twelve or whatever they said in this movie, right. it's like. You know, of course, you're going to have the same kind of dynamics. You're going to have different things, but it's a different perspective on life at different times in your life. Like they're they're close to fifty now, so they're you know as opposed to the twenty somethings they were in 1993 or four. You know, it's like they're seeing the world from a different angle, but still seeing that same world. It's not like all of a sudden they're space rangers or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right. It's yeah. like, they, just, yeah. they, yeah. they own quick stop now. They're a yeah. They kind of, you know, stepped up a little bit in the world. And mm-hmm. I know Randall kind of has this sort of like thing where it's like, that's like with Randall, it's always never been like enough for him. But like at the same time, he kind of projects that onto Dante a little bit of like, make it out like he's the one that's always bitter and stuff. It's like, yeah, but you know, you kind of got that same thing going on, you know, like And and I mean it's 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 the thing where like at the end of part two, we had the idea that Randall was the one with the idea that, you know, he wanted to buy the quick stop and reopen it. Um and that in his life was basically what he wanted to do with his life at that point until he had a heart attack and decided that maybe I should make a movie. Right, but what what it is is like with with Dante though he had his life kind of like stuck in an arrested development back in two thousand six when he lost Becky and his daughter. Like yeah, he never he never got over it. Yeah, and I mean he's stuck in that. Yeah, like he's like kind of like just frozen in amber right there in that part of his life. Yeah, and like she even said too, like one of the flashbacks, or not flashbacks, but one of the, you know, like basically said like you know like like we knew each other for like fifteen minutes, like you know like it's like very yeah very. Then again, you could still fall in love with someone in a short time period. So well, well, it's it's it doesn't matter how long you're with somebody. It's just a your your feelings are going to be strong regardless of how long you know somebody. You could know somebody. Right. You could know somebody for a day, and they could be the most important person in your life. Yeah, or or you know somebody for years, and they're just that guy down the street that you say hi to once in a while, you know. Right. So, um, so so what else happens then? Um... Then we 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 have a situation where they're trying to film a scene. I don't know how in order this is, but there is a part where they're trying to refilm the scene. Oh yeah, this whole time, by the way, um, Dante is producing the film. He was oh, yeah, as a producer. Right. He didn't want to do it at first, but then decided to do it because he, you know, wanted. And he also, to finance the film, he called up Emma, his ex fiance from part two. Oh, yeah. Played by Jennifer Schwalbach Smith, Kevin Smith's real life wife. Um, he, uh, 
called her up to borrow the money to finance the film for Randall. And uh, they needed $30,000. And he put up his his half of the quick stop as collateral. So, uh, and then at one point we get uh, another thing. They were looking for the cinematographer. The cinematographer in the film ends up being Silent Bob. <laughs> who explains why they shoot the movie in black and white. Which is the same, one of the one of the cop-out answers that uh, Kevin Smith used to give back about why he shot the original <laughs> black and white. Right, yeah. It was all about money, but he basically said, well, it kind of gives this whole, you know, uh, drab appearance of life and in a, in a carry-out, and also the, like, we're subconsciously seeing the film through... Uh, through a security camera that's not there, you know, and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's just like a bullshit. Yeah. 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 But, but, that, but, but actually that's funny. That's some of the reviews early on too. That's why he, he, he latched onto it is because some of the reviewers said that that's what made the film point, I mean, hey, poignant they, and they, pertinent. It did. So, cause sometimes when you do things, it's not for the reasons that people respond to, like, you know, right. you know, somebody, cause, cause pe- people read in, I mean, I mean, just, listen to our reviews of uh any of the marvel tv shows we'll watch something and be like well <clears throat> well there, there there was there was a there was an r in the background of that scene so that means that uh that eventually we're going to see a character with the letter r in their name and uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course like yeah. you know <laughs> uh yeah and the, oh that's right too because i've yeah because yeah this this review is more of like uh like a it, it, like a general review kind yeah. of like about about the movie as opposed to like a bit by bit like yeah like you know but 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 like i'm saying though you know that people can read into anything and that's what they read into like in the you know in uh when when clerks came out um but it worked for them you know and 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 the thing is a lot of times once you put art out there it's no longer yours it's how somebody else interprets it like, yeah, even if yeah. you yourself say like, "Well, actually, this means this," it's like, "Well, yeah, yeah. but." <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I mean, I, I went to the uh, art museum yesterday, and one of the people with me was my three-year-old great niece, and the way she's seeing a painting is definitely not the same way I'm seeing it, you know. Yeah. So, but it's, but we're still getting on our own, you know, interpretation of the art. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyways. Um, so he borrowed this money and everything, but we, we do have the scene where they're going to try to recreate the donkey show that took place at movies. Oh, God. Only thing that bothered me is that I know for a fact this was a different building than the movies from the second movie because they oh, was because it? they shot this whole movie in uh, New Jersey, whereas that movie was shot in a different state. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, they shot it. In, uh, where did they shoot it? Was it like... Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Or No, it wasn't Arizona. It was... Um... <clears throat> Uh, yeah, but but anyways, they, they shot it somewhere, maybe wherever they could find, you know, a tax break at that time. But now there's tax breaks in, in New Jersey. So that allowed him to actually shoot the whole movie in Jersey. Um, but they uh, he uh, Dante goes there to, you know, film that scene and he can't deal with it because that's, you know, a memory that he had with Becky. And uh, so then um, later he. uh he he shows up drunk at the quick stop 
And at the same time, there's a uh, reporter from the uh, Leonardo High School newspaper there with her parents and with, with her uh, with her mom, Lisa, and her name is Lisa, and her dad's name is Lando. Lando. <laughs> and nice. Lando was a recurring character on the... Uh, on the uh, animated series, so oh, okay. so this is the first time we see him in live action. This time being played by Mark Bernardin, who is the co-host of uh, of Fat Man Beyond with uh, Kevin Smith, the podcast. So, okay, I remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is things where things get like really sad, and I'm, I'm yeah. So so, so they... not... oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I'll just say I'm still not satisfied with the ending, but it's more of just like a personal thing. Oh, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> I I understand. Um, so, so what we end up having is just like they're recreating the salsa shark scene from the first movie where they end up fighting and stuff. Um, but then they actually do get into a fight. <laughs> yeah. And like because, because uh, you know, and Dante's like drunk when he starts and then everything. And then in this scene, by the way, um, Brian O'Hallorhan gives the best performance of his career. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I actually, I talked to him this morning and told him that. So, and he talked back. Oh, really? to me. Yeah, he thanked me and stuff. So, oh, wow. um, but yeah, the um, it's just it was so moving that scene, and then he ends up falling to the collapsing to the floor, and he has a heart attack too. We don't know that right. at first. We think he's just collapsed because he's drunk, and but he's not waking up. And um, so he gets rushed to the hospital. Um, but they just had a fight where they're basically where where Randall basically told them that they're not friends anymore. Um. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Randall thing. Um. <laughs> then what happens? Uh. So Randall again being selfish, and he's like, you know, he's with Elias, because you know Elias, you know, Elias didn't have much speaking role in this movie. He kind of showed up more in like weird costumes and stuff, but like he was still kind of a big part of like what was going on in the movie. So Randall's like, well, I'm just gonna go back and and finish working on the movie, and Elias is like, are you kidding me? Like, like, dude, like, like, you know, Dante was here the entire time. You know, and when Trevor Trevor gave a great performance in that scene too. Yeah, he did. And so he's like, not he's to, not to downplay any of Jeff Anderson's acting in this movie either, no. because he was he was consistent throughout and had some great scenes too. But yeah, so basically, he's kind of and and, and like um, I don't know the exact words. Basically, told Randall like he's the worst. Like seriously, dude, like you're just gonna yeah. go home. Like when your friend is in the hospital, when like he stayed here the entire time for you, like and. And then so like he he's kind of pissed off, he leaves and stuff, he then he eventually like finishes some parts and goes to the hospital to show, you know, Dante the the movie or whatever. And then but you know, Dante's heart attack was like way worse than his and he ends up dying, but before he does he kinda has like this sort of like I don't know what you would call it, out of body experience or whatever, where he's like watching the movie like in a movie theater but he's like mm-hmm. the only only person in the theater but then Rebecca shows up and you know is like sitting next to him and talking and stuff and then she's like well don't don't you want to finish the movie or whatever and he's like 
No, I, I trust the director. I know he's going to, he's going to, you know, the ending's going to be fine or whatever. And then, yeah. Well, they walk away, you know, presumably to heaven or whatever. And then, and, and, and the thing too I, is like the, the clips they're showing him are that they, that we see while he's in that theater are not the clips from this movie. They're the clips from the original movie in part two. Right. Yeah. Like, the, so they're like real clips. And it's just, and he was saying movie. that this is like the best, best movie he's ever seen and stuff like that. And yeah. And then you know he he dies and like and that like totally shocked me because I wasn't expecting that at all because I mean we already have one heart attack in the movie, I wasn't expecting, but like I in retrospect I should have seen something coming because, so like there's sort of like an Easter egg here so like Kevin Smith, is like super super into Degrassi High, yeah. so am I well I I haven't watched it in a long time but I used to be like a real big, yeah. They would call Broomhead, I guess. Well, I know. mean, I mean, in the first movie, Lisa Spoonhauer's character is named Caitlin because of Caitlin from uh, DeGrassi Junior High. Right. So yeah. And then like, and then Kevin Smith and and Jay, um, um, which Jason is interesting Lee. too, because I think the characters of Lisa and High School Lisa were probably uh-huh. named in honor of Lisa Spoonhauer, who passed away sadly a few years ago. Oh wow. So, yeah. yeah. So like. You know, there's actually an episode of Degrassi and Next Generation where Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are actually in a couple of episodes because they're directing. So, like, so there's, like, a little... And they're playing the theme song to Degrassi and Next Generation, like, whatever it takes. Yeah. I know. Make it through. I think it was, like, the original, like, um, the original, because they changed it up quite a few times over the years. I think it was, like, the original. It was the long-form version of it, yeah. 2002 or one version yeah. or whatever and uh and then the, they played that earlier in the movie like when randall had the heart attack and, and he was like recuperating and they were playing that as dante was like entering like the room or whatever and um and i should have seen mm-hmm. something coming because like one of one of the big um things that degrassi like one of their big catch lines was we go there like talking about like the, the deep issues that like other teen shows won't talk about you know type of thing or whatever so it's like well they went there because they killed off dante like uh, yeah i mean it's also like early on in the movie um amy sedaris's doctor character says something to him you know basically saying about how you know randall has to you know eat better and stuff like that and then he says something to she said she says something i mean to dante about that too you should too you're about the same age and Right. Like, and that about... basically, that telegraphed it right away. I mean, that was like not a throwaway line. It was there for a reason. I mean, yeah, I should have mm-hmm. seen, but I didn't. But I should have saw that coming like, like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you should eat more vegetables. And because you've got to think about it too, they're probably eating shit from the quick stop because they're there all day anyway. And like, and movies and yeah, and just paying yeah. for it mm-hmm. in movies. Yeah, you know. And then, um, and then, but there's right before that though, you know, Dante holds Randall's hand, you know, as he's about to show him the movie, and it was just like really, mm-hmm. a really sad scene. And then, you know, immediately they show like the funeral, and it's like, like oh my god, like they actually killed him off, like, but like, you know, and it, it was really really sad for me, you know, and stuff like that, because I, I, you know, I really, I mean, for me, it's like same. Well, they shouldn't have done that ending, but it's not because it's just because for personal reasons, not because it was like a 
bad ending as far well, as Well, I mean, I, I didn't want that to happen, but I see why it had to happen. Well, I kind of see it, too, because, mm-hmm. like, he, he never, one thing, he never moved on from Rebecca. I was probably never going to. And they kind of tricked us a little bit, though, too, saying, oh, maybe maybe he'll patch things up with Veronica because she's divorced. And they just, yeah, they, they throw you off. So yeah. I was kind of like, oh, maybe they'll get back together with that. No, that was a trick. And then, uh, plus two. So, like, you know, like in the original, like very, very original clerks, Dante actually gets killed at the end of the movie, he gets shot by a. Yeah, he was going to. Which, which, so, they, which they allude to in this movie, too, because. Earlier yeah. in the movie, they talk about it, and he's like, "You're not going to kill me in the third act," which ends up happening to his actual character. Right, which they—I mean, not his and... character, but the real Dante, not the character Dante. That well, yeah, the real, not 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 the not the Dante in in the film within the film. Yeah, right. So, like, <clears throat> the reason why he changed that is because he thought it was too dark, mm-hmm. or people complained, or something yeah. like that. So then they didn't—they didn't end it with him getting. So technically, Dante really was supposed to die. Anyway, so this yeah, was like supposed to die like twenty eight years ago. So yeah, it was almost like kind of like a almost like a what was that movie where you cheated death and then like final um, final destination? Yeah, final yeah. destination. Kind of like that situation where he cheated death, and also too, if you want to get like super esoteric, his name was Dante, and like the whole story of Dante's Inferno is that he goes to hell for a long time and he checks out all the different. Yeah, that's why the, the first movie was based on Dante's Inferno, so... Right, and so yeah. now, but Dante eventually makes it to heaven, though, in the story. So, this was, like, Dante's journey, essentially, like, from being in hell, and then, like, for him, that was, like, maybe, like, Rebecca dying, and then the quick stop was, like, a purgatory thing, and then, finally, he ends up get, getting to go to, like, his great reward if you will or whatever you know um uh so but still still very very sad ending very bittersweet mm-hmm. but we did we did get like a little bit of sweetness at the end because elias and his silent bob made like a million dollars from their crypto thing or whatever yeah. and, and then just paid off um they basically basically um paid off emma and got and got uh and so, so now uh elias owns uh Dante's half of the store, so. And, yeah, because there was a, because, um, because Randall, Randall actually said this back in, um, Clerks 2, what he thought, um, because in Clerks 2, I don't know, if, you know, because, you know, if anyone needs a refresher, but Dante was actually going to move down to Florida, and then that was, like, Randall was really, like, pissed off and didn't really know how to deal with, with him, like, just leaving him, you know, yeah. essentially. So, and he was going to get married to this this Emma, who was just like a really mean kind of character. And then, um, and then so she came to basically collect her, you know, whatever tribute or whatever you call it. And, um, <laughs> well, not tribute, her ownership or whatever. So then Elias yeah. just throws a bunch of money towards her. He's like, all right, here's your money, bitch, or whatever, you know. And yeah. Then, but but the, the sorry, the point I was going to make was that like in in uh, Clerks too when. When Randall thought that um, Dante was going to be moving, he told Elias that Elias is basically going to be like his new best friend, kind of like yeah, talk to like he. So then he kind of says the same thing to Elias, like, "Well, now you know, now you know, you're going to be the person I'm going to be following, basically, you know." But um, 
But then they show like a clip where like Dante standing like next to him in the quick stop. It was just uh, just very sad. Like I, I really no, they, they had this really sad song playing too that was like I'm from New Jersey or something with the lyrics. I can't remember. Yeah, the artist, about, but like, it was a beautiful song. Um, yeah. And then they pull out and in the store, kind of like they did in the in the end of two. And instead of uh, in 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 the end of two, we see the 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 woman pulling out milk from the uh, from the free from the cooler to you know try to find the one with the oldest date or you know you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. And in the in that movie and in the original Clerks, it was uh, Kevin Smith's mom. Okay, doing that. Um, who also appears in this movie as one of the people auditioning for the movie. Oh, okay. Because she's the one that says whose who's kid wrote this shit or something like that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so it's kind of meta there. But then we've got we've got Harley Quinn Smith at the end of the movie playing the character of Jay's daughter, Millie, Millennium Falcon, oh. um, from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Um, okay. Yeah, um, she's, uh, she's pulling out oat milk because she's vegan in real life, and she's the one that got uh, Kevin to be vegan. Got, got so him. she's pulling That's out cool. the oat milk, so it's just funny doing the same it thing. Plus, too, she yeah. was like kind of like sort of like flirting with like her actual real boyfriend. Yeah, she she, she was. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. She was kind of giving him like the side eye, not side yeah, eye, the, but like, like looks. Yeah, look or whatever you kind of kind of like a look, like "Hey, you're cute" sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's kind of yeah. That's that's sort of meta, right? I, I see. I didn't know that they were. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was his daughter for one thing. I didn't know yeah. that she was that guy either. So. So that was um, so yeah. This this review was a little bit different. We didn't really go yeah. like a bit. It was more of just like our feeling about what you know about it and stuff like that. And you know, um, yeah. I mean, if you it, it, it's a, it's a sad ending, but it, it makes sense because when you get to that point in your life where you're you know in your midlife, you start to lose people that you care about, and uh, it's kind of like this character that we lived with for three decades we're losing him too so it's like a thing and it also gives this tour de force performance from brian o'harlan and then also these this amazing performance from jeff Fanderson too it's just all around great performances um yeah and and, and that then that scene in that theater it, it was very it reminded me of like cinema paradiso or something if anybody hasn't yeah, seen that yeah. i recommend that yeah which is my one of my favorite movies. So, um, yeah, but anyways, um, any other final thoughts here before we wrap this up? Uh, not really on other than like the fact that like, is it, mm-hmm. is it true that Jeff Anderson doesn't really act that much in many movies? No, he doesn't is really it... do much anymore. He has so, like, yeah. The fact that like, you know, he's not like what you would call like a, like a regular actor, like no. mainly work films. And he was in that movie where, Brian O'Hara played like the clown that got molested, and then he became like really crazy or whatever. And then um, vulgar, yeah. Was that called vulgar? Yeah. He was he was like in the minors? He well, he did play like his friend in that movie, and then um, yeah. But like, so yeah, for someone who doesn't really like acting as like a career, like like it's just, it's just it's just kind of weird to me of how like he's so good at acting, but like he just. He just decided that that wasn't like the life for him or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, um, but you know, sometimes 
that's just how it goes, you know. I mean, he never uh, was one to begin with. He was he was just Kevin's friend when they made the movie, you know. So right, so, yeah. And it turned out that he was so so good at that, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then you know, of course, Brian. What's his name? Brian O'Hare. I always say his name wrong. O'Hallahan. Yeah. Yeah. O'Hallahan. I mean, he, he 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 was an actor, so yeah. He, yeah. He was he was a theater actor before this, uh, before the first yeah. movie. So yeah. He's done, you know, several things since mm-hmm. Clerks and stuff like that, you know, too. But, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, just, um, you know, um, you might have to wait until it comes out on, on streaming or DVD or whatever, because yeah. it's kind of like a... Yeah, it, it's, it's a limited release that Fathom Events is doing. Um, if you hear this uh, when I post it, there might be like a day or two left of that. Um, go out and see it if you haven't. I mean, yeah, if you listen to this whole thing and haven't seen it, I don't know what's up with you. But um, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to be disparaging. But, um, but yeah, um, also, um, you know, just check out the rest of his work, too. I mean, it's like he's not a, you know, he, he's nowhere near a great filmmaker, but he it's, it's, it's fun to watch his movies. If you want to see, like, some deeper movies of his, you can go outside of the Abuse universe and watch something like Red State. Which is an amazing movie, <clears throat> but um, or or Thanks. Tusk, yeah. Um, but anyways, um, I don't have anything else to really say about this except for you know it made me cry, um, made me laugh. <laughs> I was crying on the inside because I, I, I can't cry in front of people. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I I mean, I could cry in front of like a group of like a small friend. group yeah but i i can't do it in like a theater because it's just I'm, it's too it's too um vulnerable um for me to that but um but yeah man um i mean a great a great send-off a great swan song i guess if you will it's it's, it's a great it, trilogy that's all i'll say yeah yeah it is and you know that probably means mm-hmm. there's probably gonna be no clerks for which is fine because i mean i don't think I mean, I they, think... they, they they could do it, but it would have to be Elias and Randall. Yeah, but... Now, just... Which I don't see. Um, I don't think... No, without Brian O'Halloran, it's like, you know... I don't know, kind of pointless, in my opinion. I, yeah, I would hope this would just mm-hmm. be... Anything yeah. That... Um, Unless they go the soap opera route and his, his, his evil twin comes... No, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> uh... I'm joking. <laughs> I would, I would probably hate Kevin Smith if he did that. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. Oh, that turns out that he was faking his death because of, <laughs> because of a tax fraud or what you know, or something stupid. He's in like, the witness you know, protection that. program or something, and yeah, no, living would, in Arizona would, or somewhere. Um, I would <laughs> probably like stalk him. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to. No, I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> anyways, um. Like we said before, check out all2real2.com. Share the show with your friends, you know, yeah. um, and stuff like that. Um, until next time, folks. I love you. I Ses- love you, too. Sesame, Sesame loves, loves you. you, too. And guess what? What? Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.